Radio Girl by Megan Good. I watched that. That was a good movie. It was actually pretty good. And yeah. I feel like I like Megan Good because she really be staying to like a lot of black characters. I haven't seen her switch. She's one of those that don't switch. That's like, okay, I'm too good for these type of movies. Kind of like Angela Bassett. So I actually appreciate that. Um, and I watched this movie today called, um, can I curse on this? It's okay to say the N word. Sure. Okay. It says it's these niggas for everybody. Do before you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a film. <laughs> it's, it's a, a, a That's the title of the film. <laughs> these niggas for everybody. And I'm telling you, I, I loved it. It was good till the end. Then it got. I can understand why it's on Tubi because at the end it got a little bit kind of weird. Um, but it's a Detroit filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all can Shout see the where I'm Detroit. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Um, <clears throat> it's basically about dudes not being shit but hoes and tricks you know mm. it's the drug game and of course you know the dude screws over his main chick and yada 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 nothing in my lifestyle but i liked it, it was entertaining it was a, yeah i there's a ghetto movie that i really like it's called plug love plug, have you seen that one no but i want to see it next. that one is good that one is super ghetto but it's i feel like the first time i watched it with quali um not quali with Cheryl's, and then i watched it again recently it's such a good hood movie it's a good hood movie to watch it, they, and when i say hood i mean not like uh, not like terrible hood but it's like no wow. i mean like terrible hood because <laughs> oh i consider gosh. like hood movies like um what's the one megan good was in with the game and tyrese um, um oh my goodness um, i don't know but i, I, I know what you're talking i consider about. that a hood movie okay so this is bottom of the barrel hood but <laughs> there, it was good it wasn't bad don't you laugh too much it wasn't bad at oh all oh my goodness um and there was also one this now this was like terrible because i you know the faith-based movies you know the god movies. i love those too um and you know our people love really honing in on faith and it's like these crazy exaggerated storylines it's called pastor jones <laughs> who's in it <laughs> nobody we don't know any of these people <laughs> it was a good movie about a a very christian um church going woman that was married to let me say a no good man and he he was a little bit abusive he was a cheater and she was like you know i have nowhere to go and he helped me and i love him and pastor jones was there for her you know <laughs> very it was entertaining I, it was it was decent and there's a part two as well uh, called pastor jones samuel and delilah i don't know what that's about lord have mercy but if we <laughs> you know, know what we need to make a lane for these people though so that the budget can be increased oh because the budget was it was struggling it was a struggle budget but you know what they made it happen you know that's funny some of us don't got video cameras and look at what they're doing and no this is really for real they're people with dreams that really don't have like the money for it at least they got the money to put these films out right so, shout out to them and what we think is uh like uh cheap is really not like when ice cube said it cost two million dollars to make the first friday mm. i was i don't know if i was shocked but i was just like a little bit taken aback because right. 
one part of me thought that it was was more than that and right. then the other part thought like damn like that's what it took to make that you yeah, know what i'm type saying of, yep, and that's yep. including paying all the actors and everything mm-hmm. else that's crazy yeah it's a lot it's a lot to make a movie i mean and shout out to all the like filmmakers out there because it is it's a lot you know i'm saying um after watching tubi i'm not done watching tubi i'm gonna watch all these movies i'm gonna like come back with my reviews i think it's there it's good it's good we support our people (laughs) that are doing this this is good y'all know quietly likes quietly has a lane for her stuff and Mm. she likes it I she likes it. it. She likes when it. It's not lifetime. It's to be. So I'm with it. Um, but you guys can hear the guest voice for today. It's my cousin, Quatley. Hello. And my name is Journey. I'm the host of This Is 30 Podcast. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, y'all. Happy Monday. And let me welcome myself back to the microphone because it's been a whole month and three days if not more, since I have recorded a podcast. And, you know, I just want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day, all the lovers out there. And if even if you loving on yourself today, I want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. I'm sorry that I have not recorded for a month. Um, there were some technical difficulties. There were some technical difficulties mixed with uh, a lack of motivation and just um, busyness like going on. So um, I'm back. You know, I'm back. Welcome and I, back, sir. I'm just praying that this pod lasts because last last week, Sunday, I recorded an hour and a half podcast with Nikayla mm. and it was so good, Quali. We talked about it was like our intro to Black History Month mm-hmm. being that last Monday was the 6th or the 7th. Mm-hmm. And we talked about we didn't talk about love, which I think that tends to be a, a very popular subject on this pod. But we talked about life. We talked about racism. We talked about infrastructure of the hood. We talked about so much good stuff. We had a really good conversation. We talked about black people being used as characters for mm. advertising. And it was a good conversation. But one thing about me is when something doesn't work, I don't like to imitate it again. Okay. I don't like to try and redo it again. Because it's not as authentic like the first time. Right. So, right. Yeah. So that pot is that in sound, heaven. That, that sounds really good. Yeah, that pot is in heaven mm-hmm. and it's going to remain. And maybe at some point we'll revisit some of those topics, but it has to happen organically organically i didn't want to do it too soon because i felt like we were going to be trying too hard Mm -hmm. to um regain all the subject matter that we talked about and then what happened is usually i write down notes before the pod starts and then as i edit the pod i delete the notes because i'm time stamping the episode and writing it like that so before i even knew that the episode didn't record Mm -hmm. because two or three minutes of it recorded before i knew that it didn't record i deleted all the notes so i deleted all the subject matter and blah 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 and yeah i know y'all tired of hearing me talk about this but it was a traumatic experience i cried last sunday because i also kept telling everybody yeah new episode new episode Mm. and then there was no new episode um, but yeah, oh, we're here. We're here. Super Bowl Sunday or Monday, whatever yes. you want to call it. <laughs> the after, the after Super Bowl party. Who you got your you? money? Who's who won? By today, who are you gonna say won? I don't want to spoil it for the podcast. 
podcast listeners. Spoil but, it. But who you know you? who? But you know what? You know what? The Bengals took it home. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. For all y'all out there, the Bengals took it home. I'm very sorry, LA. I I I, I rock with y'all, but me and Quats is on different sides. <gasps> no. Because if you're listening to this pod, you will know that the LA Rams came, they saw, and they conquered, and. California. I'm lying. The LA Rams won, y'all. <laughs> I they feel won. like the energy is gonna be so thick mm. with the LA Rams playing that they might take it home. But clearly, we half, don't know that half that halftime right. show. Oh, mm-hmm. All of my my millennials stand up, yes, because it's it's gonna be serious. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's and I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. me too. You ready? I'm ready. I'm, we are ready. We ready. Whatever happened to Pastor Troy? Remember, wasn't he the one that sang that song? Random thought. I don't the know. The rapper? It's okay. We're gonna I know. Go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. Okay. I know that Here we go. one. Here we go. I don't know the other one. You're right. But Sorry. um, now that we're here, it's February 14th. It's valentine's day and um we already wish all the people a happy lover's day happy valentine's day to those i'm not going to talk like this for the whole episode but some bits and pieces i might change it and talk like this because the spirit of adele has been living inside of me breathing um so um we're going to talk about black history month and it is black history month happy black history to all my black folk you know um should we celebrate black history month a lot you know sometimes you get from black people yes black history month and then you get from black history month black history month should be a whole year or black Mm. history month should be celebrated every day what do you think i believe it should be celebrated a whole day like the whole year excuse me because i feel like first off juneteenth okay i get it we got juneteenth i take that it's it's a great thing you know took us long enough to get it but we got that boom but why, and this is my conspiracy brain, why do we have the shortest month out the year? Why? Why, why is that? Why well, can't I, it be in June? I believe that uh, February was chosen because Frederick Douglass's birthday is in February. True that. Yes. And it's a, um, it was like an ode to all he had, had done to the black movement as well. And I believe who, who established... Um, well, I don't know, I, but I believe that's why I was chosen. I could be lying though. Okay. Don't listen to me. I feel cause my conspiracy brain is always, it's, it's always tingling. <laughs> I feel that the reason they didn't want to give us June, just say, right. Mm-hmm. Is because one, I love my people, but you know, June is the summer and you know, daggone well, we would have been out here in June. <laughs> It would have been bad. And my conspiracy brain in America, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Nah, nah, we can't. We can't let them celebrate for too long. <laughs> let's let, let's just give them a Frederick Douglass. Shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? But let's just give them the shortest month of the year, because the minute we give them some big month, you know, every day is going to be a celebration. <laughs> and June is a very pivotal month. Right. In the beat. In the, that's the it's first. The shift. Yeah. So. I, I think that that's what it was. It's like, nah, nah, no, we're not giving them that much. And I, I say this, I'm not saying I'm I'm prejudiced or racist, but I can imagine some of 
And to my white podcast listeners, I love y'all because inside I am a white woman too. But that's a whole nother story. I speak on all of my Caucasian brothers and sisters. (laughs) Y'all ancestors didn't want to give us June because they knew daggone well what would happen in June. They knew that we would be we would be going crazy. (laughs) No, I'm going to take that back because you know what? They just didn't want to give us June. All right. Shout out to my to my Caucasian brothers and sisters out there, too, because I I love them as well. Um, All right. Why? But why do you think we being that we do have it in February Mm -hmm. and that's just the way it is for now? um, (laughs) That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's um, so, it's true. Um, true. Would why do you think Black history is important for everybody in America to learn? That I'm sorry to cut you off before you answer, but okay. something we, me and Nikayla talked about on the deleted episode was, uh, I, I believe it's called race theory mm-hmm. uh, curriculum, which is the curriculum um, that all Black history or a very extensive Black history should be taught in schools, other than the Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks. sometimes Frederick Douglass, and the 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 the, 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 the calmer side right. of civil rights, because there's a whole other side exactly that a lot of the ed, that a lot of I will say in the education system they want to keep out because right. if they really knew, meaning these kids really knew what was going on we would not probably be here like in in this structure things will change yeah. you know um i'm All sorry the inventors mm-hmm. that exist mm. um you know our roads our tolls electricity mm-hmm. there's so many layers to black history other than martin luther king and rosa parks and primarily that is what is that's what we teach um in the middle school we do teach a little bit about frederick, frederick Douglass and um um sojourner truth i want to say or harriet tubman one or the other um but my my, martin luther king is it um and anyway why do you think it's important for us to celebrate black history and yeah why is it important well because black people helped build this country they did um we were uh, our ancestors were enslaved brought from africa brought here pretty much built up the country and was treated like like garbage for like right. how many years um i feel like the system I, I, let me say this i'll say a lot of laws that are made today was based on slavery it wasn't based for us people for our people to survive it yeah you know and if they really go back into like the whole the whole i'm not a big history buff but i'm like enough to know like if they were really to go back into let me say the creation of certain laws like and really rewrite it rewrite it 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 would really it'll pretty much every law would be would be screwed right um i i is it that lynching was like not was never like a federal law am i wrong it, it it was never illegal i think until i don't even know if it's still illegal but i think it wasn't illegal in all 50 states until recently yes i want to say like last year or two yeah, years ago they and, and that. after you know what i'm saying was it eric gardner and all those deaths that were happening really all over the world and and, and shout out just to like everybody that really took to social media like yo this is crazy i mean it's been yeah. happening for years um I guess now the lawmakers are pressured to like start doing certain changes. It's crazy though, because I don't think lynching. So you're telling me this whole time we've been alive, lynching was never 
thought as like a crime now i don't know if it works like that but you see the designers i would say is that the designers of these laws they're very specific in the terminology they use and the terminology they don't use right right so of course murder is illegal mm-hmm. but i believe there was no like jargon or verbiage that really highlighted the term lynching because i'm assuming lynching can be done and the person could not die you know Mm -hmm. like they could be saved or they could get loose i don't know the specifics so i hope i don't sound like an idiot as i'm talking about this but there's a lot of verbiage in these laws that to be honest if black people really look at them and we found out in um what the 13th 13 Mm -hmm. by Ava DuVernay it's really like a ha ha at us we just don't know because we don't realize how these laws were actually created Created. and how these people designed the system to speak of freedom but to also hold captivity virtues right but we just couldn't see them because you know Nick I'm gonna keep referring to Nikayla definitely um but Nikayla said on the last pod she said black people are so happy with crumbs and I think that is an issue I think about your brother too and a lot of his stances you know and I talked about him on the last podcast too um, a lot of his stances, I think that people think if they don't pay attention to him, they may think he's anti-black or he's like mm-hmm. pro-Republican. And when I really, I don't always agree with your brother, but when I when I get down to the essentials of what he's trying to say is black people wake up up right because they feed us shit and just put it in a gift box right and then the other side they feed us shit too but i like my shit on in front of me right like right. just give me my shit so i could see it <laughs> and then i could figure Make out the choice, what i'm like gonna what you're do gonna with do. it right don't give it to me in a gift box because when you do like that you're insulting my intelligence right, right. and you're doing me dirty oh yeah i'd rather you just do me dirty right because i understand i'm i'm not i don't have the upper hand or you know this is still a continuous fight but give it to me on a platter so yeah. i can see so you could see it yeah and it's sad but unfortunately you know black people really do not do their research on a lot of a lot of things um I mean, now that's been changing a lot, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, I will say the same, unfortunately, for our for our African people. Um, It's a lot of stuff going on in Africa that really do not, especially in our parents country Mm. that really don't need to happen. If they just really think about like, why is this happening? Why is all this happening for and get down to root? So I feel like it's just they knew how to conquer the most. I will say they, okay, they, the Europeans and the, the, right. the, our, unfortunately, our ancestors of our white brothers and sisters knew exactly what to do to conquer a certain race. And we were very, very prominent race. We're all over the world. They just knew exactly what to do. Yeah. I mean, we're three times the size of the United States. Like honestly, our country's big. You would think that we would be like, wait, you know, we're pretty big. We can come up here and we can make demands. If if we really knew how to put our minds together and put our put our resources together, you know, we would run the world. Right. But they're afraid. So if they could divide us, put us here, give you that uh, take away our culture. Uh, this is what you have to do to survive. Scare us, kill us, 
do whatever torture us to keep us scared and keep us in like a mind frame like this is what we have to do to survive or I can't do that's what's happening right you know what I'm saying so it's it's kind of sad you know we grow up and we see this and even our parents because I had a conversation with uh let me say uh, Uncle Al's cousins they came to this country how many years ago and didn't have a clue they just wanted to come here get their money and go back when they the more they learned how the system worked and the more they seen they ended up staying here yeah there was nothing there was nothing for them to really go back to yeah and even now at their old age through all their accomplishments everything that has happened they're like yo why are our people so stubborn what the heck is going on yeah like and What's a lot of with them you? regret, I think a lot of them a regret of them coming anyway. My yeah. parents, when they came to America, it was the same thing. They mm-hmm. came here because America was this hot place. Mm-hmm. You come here, get your education, take it back. Right. And that was the goal. Like even they, they left my sister as a mm-hmm. baby. My sister was four and the goal was never to stay here. My mom yeah. says that all the time. She says we were not supposed to stay here. We were supposed to come here, yeah. get some training and certain areas and And then she said we were supposed to go back but then you get sucked in to this you know um lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you know the city of dream or the country of dreams Mm -hmm. and milk and honey as they call it yeah you do and and you you end up staying and you end up thinking you know and then things aren't the greatest and then you spend so much time here establishing things you like oh i can't leave i still need to do more work so it's just You know, I think it's important for us to learn about black history on all aspects for us, because we're African. It's important to learn about our African or direct ancestral history and for also black Americans to also learn who they come from, what they come from. And, you know, it don't even end. The history doesn't even end with the the black heroes that you know we were people before we had to come here and become heroes we were kings Kings and queens queens. you know Mm. we were we were we were established folks smart folk who lived a life and it might it might be different from what western civilization calls um calls successful but they still used us to fund the the new stuff that was supposed to be more popping than what they saw you Mm -hmm. know i think maybe they saw hard workers they saw loyal people to a fault Mm -hmm. and they used all those things to their advantage the resources all that Mm -hmm. and a lot of things another thing also um is that a lot of our history we really didn't write down a lot of what went on and i think when the western civilization came they noted that they're like okay that's when they started writing down oh we see these Their people all stuff. this stuff because if we had it written down or recorded somewhere i'm telling you the world would be like upside down they'd be like oh wait a minute like they were actually the, the first right. people to be here so we should not do that i mean egyptians are probably i think egyptians and yeah egyptians have everything written down in manuscripts it's very they in their tombs and where they have their the pharaoh and everything like that they have it written down it's just very hard to like transcribe you really have to study that right because they talk about you know walk the earth they talk about a lot of things 
Um, I wish I lived in ancient Egypt. I'm not going to lie. I would have been a bad ass like <laughs> Cleopatra. I would have been out here. Me and Cleopatra would have been cousins. Like I would have been out here. You know what I'm saying? But okay, I digress. I, I um I read something recently that somebody posted and they said that um hush puppies got the name like sometimes okay i hope i'm not an ignorant black person i promise you but i feel no, like that's what america has done to us they have made us like almost everything has a story and we don't mm -hmm. realize it so even when we hear the story sometimes i'm like is that true like is that really true but i heard this i read this post and it said that uh, black people used to fry cornmeal when they were escaping and they used to throw the fried cornmeal so that the dogs that would bark to oh, out them okay. when they were um when they were escaping right. would be quiet and that's how they developed the name hush puppies you could be right though <laughs> you, you you could be right well it's not me i read it I and, think it, there's there's a little bit of historical like significance. That might be true, but then I, the way the internet internets <laughs> these days, I feel like sometimes people just be bored at home and they be like, <laughs> and "I'm gonna concoct like, this story." I'm gonna concoct this story, but I know if that is true, I'm gonna do some more research in that so I don't sound like so stupid. But if that is true, damn, like everything in this country mm -hmm. has like. Uh, a link to yeah link to like slavery i think chitlins was made what is it like chitlins and collard greens was like the, the scraps yeah scraps yeah and i know chitlins yeah, yes it's like we had to make do right or my aunt, ancestors had to make do with what was given to them right and now it's like a southern delicacy now everybody's oh i, I ain't gonna lie i love me some collard greens if somebody makes them please holler at me mm -hmm. uh chitlins not so much but see chitlins are bad for you yeah, yeah they're not good for you and then you when you see the link of diabetes of mm -hmm. high blood pressure of high cholesterol and the things that we were given to eat and how they have genetically manifested their ways into our lineages right. into our development as a people and then you think like this was done purposefully even if these people didn't realize that by giving us chitlins they were messing up our genetic makeup right. into liking fatty foods mm -hmm. into liking grease and oil that's what y'all did right that's what y'all did so it's really no it's why? everything is a setup everything right. was a setup to like to to eliminate black people somehow if we can get them to eat this type of food if we get them to like drink this type of stuff then they're they're the whole their whole reproduction even up to abortion and how even that came about is because they don't want us to reproduce they don't want us to have more of you know uh with planned parenthood you know that was the main reason why a lot of these are next in to the hoods hood. yeah, you know what i'm saying hood. or pretty much in there they mm -hmm. do not want us to re to, to procreate because if that's the case, then, you know, we'll, we'll continue living, you know. So they're threatened a lot. Of, they're threatened by our race. And that's the truth. I wish a lot of us will wake up and be like, yo, they're scared of us because they know if we really find out what's going on in this and this like agenda that they have. Sometimes I think like we're living in the Matrix. Like, I feel like the Matrix is real. Like, the, it, I feel like the Matrix is based on uh, black people. We need to get up and wake up because the world's bump That's all true. this i i be i, I have a weird mind i, I think need of to this. actually watch the matrix because 
it, oh. I've never seen any of the Matrixes in their totality. By the way, we're speaking of Black History Month, right? You know, Matrix and Terminator was written by a black woman. Really? Yes. So I... interesting enough. And TikTok, you know what? Shout out to my researchers on TikTok, <laughs> yo. Because you know what? TikTok, they will get down mm. to the get down. So the original book of uh the matrix was called uh the third eye it was written by a black woman back in the early 1990s that was into sci-fi i think this black woman was from dc she wrote it she pitched it to some hollywood exec somebody no we we it's it, it's not good we don't like it and then what happened was the matrix was the first book and then the terminator which was a whole nother book was the second book because it follows neo as it the terminator is way into the future so neo everything was based on like jesus christ neo was the the, the son that was came from god and it was just this whole big world like that was really it was connected but it wasn't supposed to be like biblical right so what happens to that wait 90 i think it was 90 was it 91 or 89 terminator comes out box office it, it went it went through the roof then in 2000 the matrix come out then this woman is like wait a second you know all these movies are stuff i originally came up with and it's funny what i mean by some of the people some of our some of the white people be stealing stuff you know, they'll tell you, nah, mm -hmm. nah, it's not good. But they keep it for themselves and turn around and and make it into something different. Right. Um, and I'm interested. I want to get that book. I actually want to read it. And if I see these similarities and this one, we, we got a problem. We right. need to give her her money. Yeah, I need to look into that yeah, as the well. the third eye. That's but what it's not, called. They're not going to do that. That's the oh, same no. thing that happened with Friends. Yeah. Friends is, is a carbon copy of Living Single with white yes, folk and yes. it it has more you uh, you know i know friends is a great show mm, yeah, it is. I, for people who like it mm -hmm. I, I under no one never told you life was gonna be this way I, you yeah, know that I, is true. I feel like i saw a couple of episodes and i i understood its relevance in society and i know black people that love friends mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but for me i can't get down with friends because i know what it was created from right. and i'm not even the hugest living single fan like i i like living single i love it but i'm not like a fanatic fanatic of yeah. the show but just knowing that it developed from you know old boy uh kelsey grammar mm -hmm. like literally saying that's a great show we about to do um yeah. and just to see the disparities of the budgets and how they were right. literally across lots from each other and then friends lasted so long and yeah. had so much longevity so much backing so much advertising it just yeah i can't rock with friends like i love they got, what they, did. they got merchandise yeah friends got merchandise i'm like i want to live in singles like i, I, I can't mean, rock with y'all yeah that that is true and i remember now now vaguely remembering how like back then how it was running it, it's very true friends was put on a much higher level than living singles it's like living singles was the okay the black show and friends is like oh the white show we're gonna push it this way um i i really do remember how that was i was like but i like living singles too friends i'm not gonna lie to you i probably only watch one episode it, it's cute 
it's a little haha, but living singles is actually pretty funny. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, I if mean, I had to pick one, of course I'm gonna pick living single. Right, right. But I, I, I know all the characters and friends. I knew, I knew like a lot of the. I feel like my sister watched there. Somebody used to watch Friends, mm-hmm. so I knew it. But yo, like you know, it's a lot of that stealing yeah, that goes that on. Stealing culture for real. But uh, like white folks be stealing. Like Everything. we are creative people, and that has transcended over centuries of black people feeling like they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Black people feeling like they can't ask for what they're worth. Black people feeling like they need permission to do things that they don't need permissions to do. All of that stuff has a a traumatic effect on how we have lived our lives so Mm -hmm. you know it is what it is i agree it is what it is but you know thankfully we are learning thankfully there are people on tiktok let me tell you shout out to my tiktok researchers yeah that's the streets youtube and tiktok honestly they will come yeah i know quietly don't play about how youtube i don't i don't because youtube i have so much that's my ear to the streets that's my ear to social media um youtube and tiktok Shout out to Gen Z that is really doing their work. Because they out here. They're like, oh, no, this is what really happened. Right. I love it. So I'm, I'm in support of those two platforms. I'm sorry. No, you're That's fine. It. So, m- like, moving on in our Black History Talk. Yes. One thing I want to do on this podcast for the next six weeks, if I can record consecutively, please. You will. Um, you will. Um, one thing that I would really like to do is to talk about a topic that is sensitive to black women and today's topic. So every week we will bring up a topic that is, you know, important to black women where black women maybe don't feel as seen or black women feel like there are a lot of misconceptions. This is Black History Month. March is um women's history month mm. so i think it's fitting it's fitting and you know my birthday next week my birthday don't, my birthday hey. next week so yes we're going to talk about today black hair mm-hmm. and hair just in general so i have some questions quads i'm going to ask you and i'm also going to answer them we gotta we kind of gonna do like a Fast wine, fast wine, fast wine. Oh, fast wine, fast wine, fast wine. Okay. Uh, don't get me started. You know, I'm ready. You know, <laughs> I'm the first one. You know, sorry. Okay. We're, we're good. So right. we're going to do like a little bit of a fast, uh, fast play. Okay. And I'm going to ask you some questions. Offer details when you want to. And if you don't, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So first question. Topic is hair for all my people that are listening. And I also want men to listen because I feel like. Men, sh- I I personally think that men are allowed to have opinion about things that anything they want to, but I think that black men should tread very lightly when it comes to black women and their hair. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of you have a lot of those of you who have very negative opinions, and you know you're so vocal about if a woman loves herself and mm. based on her hair, like shh, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. All right. So, Quatly, do you like the texture of your hair, your natural hair? My natural hair? Um, now I do. Okay. Expound. expound. Um, so, my hair texture is very mixed. It's like a 4B and a 4C in certain areas. It kind of just does its thing. It took me a long time to actually like really learn how to tame my hair because it gets spongy and it's very tough. So I found appropriate products that I feel worked for my hair. They're not chemicals, but I guess all products are chemicals, essentially. Um, 
And I decided to do the natural route somewhere at the end of high school. I said, you know what? I just want to go natural. I had an, I don't have money for like all these chemicals and all this stuff, you know. Um, I'm just going to do natural. So I did locks for a while. I loved it. My hair was growing. It was great. Um, now I took out my locks about eight, probably like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. And I'm just experimenting with different things, you know. So um, I'm but now I, I can rock my natural hair, even though I say I hate it. I actually do like it. Um, it's very versatile when it wants to be. So, okay, you, I know you, and I know you look good with your natural hair. Um, you look so good. You could do a tapered, you could do a short, you could do a long, you could do a lot of natural looks that I really like. I feel like you just have the face for a lot of different styles. I admire people who can rock different styles. Mm, thank you so much, sir. When it comes to my texture of hair, I love my hair. Um, my texture. I love your texture hair. Not mm. so much. Um, I don't love my texture of hair. Do I like it? Yeah. My hair is very thick. My hair is very spongy as mm -hmm. well as Quas described. I have a lot of like my shrinkage. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm top tier shrinkage. Like my hair could be down my back, and when I wash my hair, it's going to look like mm. I have a shape up. <laughs> <laughs> like it's nuts. Same the here. shrinkage is wild. So that I don't like. And I just wish that my hair didn't suck up so much product and liquid. I feel like I would like my hair to maintain a moisture that I have not yet found mm -hmm. a solution to keep my hair moist and fluffy and nice and stretched mm -hmm. as much as I would like to. Um, but I do prefer being natural more than I... More than I prefer being relaxed. Only yeah. thing I like about being relaxed is that I wore my hair out a lot. Yeah. I didn't wear weaves and I did not wear uh, braids as much when I was yeah. relaxed. So, you know, being natural has its pros and cons. I like that there's no like chemical products right. that I'm using because those things, let's not even get to talking about right. uh, purposefully poisoned things that have mm. been designed for our communities, Hello. like lye or whatever the case may be. But anyway, my point is that I don't, I like that I'm not using those products. Mm -hmm. However, I hate that I feel like you heard that yeah i hate that <laughs> yeah that my, really my the people outside be tripping um but i i hate that i always have my hair in a protective style mm -hmm. i always have a wig on or i always have braids and i feel like what's the point of being natural if i'm if always gonna, gonna have it covered but i personally am just not I might wear my hair out like one or two days and then the slap back on my wig or get my braids because it's it's a lot of maintenance it and is. it's like once the air hits black hair <laughs> it's different i don't not for all of y'all y'all that got the three hey three i i think it's the three a b or c yeah the, their hair is or even four a four a it's it's different they can rock it out and and life is good but us that got the shrinkage and it's really like I don't, I, I'm serious. I tried a week with it out and I'm like, nah, I got to get my hair done because yeah. I can't do this. Um, it's a lot. Of, yeah. It takes a lot of product, a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. And then like the, uh, the, the time it takes to 
be like, all right, my hair look good. I'm going right. to leave now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave now because this is good. It's hard. To me, it's hard. And I, one thing about me, I like to look my best every day. I like to look good every day. With the E-R-R-R-R-R-R. I can't be walking out the house at 9 o'clock. Like, then she fine. And then at 2 o'clock, like, then she not mine. Like, no. That's how it really be when you're on the natural tip. Like, it'd be like, you look like a different person. You see how they be sending the kids to school? Yes. And then when the kid comes back, it's like a different person. That's how it is with natural hair. But That is very true. That is very true. So my next so. question is, do you find that your hair is manageable? On a, oh, better than that, mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10, how manageable is your natural hair? I will say a seven because I have really learned through the years how to take care of my hair. It was hard in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. The, the Between middle school and high school, I had the most difficult time taking care of my hair because it was a lot of it. And I don't think back then products were really made. It's You had to get get something chemically done right and i just felt like you know there were no products that really like helped my hair like i tried the black gel oh that was horrible yeah black gel does not work for me um it was either put it up in braids and allow it to grow my biggest regret is that that's what i should have been doing from like young is just keep it in braids and allow it to grow because by now it would have had i would have had a lot of hair because my mama let me tell you something my mom came in the 70s didn't have that much hair but her hair grew mad long and she was out here rocking like these beautiful this beautiful hair all i wanted my hair to do was do that i'm like why can't i get it to just do that but right. now with the cantus because i live by cantu i love me some cantu See, cantu does not work for me but you i know people swear yeah i heard as, as i am, am might or be your desi- product. i use as i am co-condition uh co-wash it's it's okay mm-hmm. it's the best co-wash i've ever used thus far but i'm still looking for something that might help me more somebody um, told me about design essentials yeah to or, try de- their- or design es- essentials you may just need to go a different product line yeah can't too i can play with because when i got out of the locks that's how i took out my locks and yeah. then i played with it i noticed though that my hair is kind of sort of changing a little bit so now it's like all right i can mess with certain products in Cantu. i can't because o- it over moisturizes mm. So it's like, oh my goodness, it's really oily now. Um, so I think certain things in Cantu I can mess with. Um, and I actually started going into uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not color, not color textures. Uh, not African Pride. I think it is color textures. I started kind of messing with that a little bit because I'm like, all right, this might be another product line. Um, but as far as manageability, it's because now we have so much products that actually work for our type of hair. Right. So now it's like, okay, now I can mess, I can do what I have to do with it. Right. Yeah. So seven is a good, good score. I would say I would give me about maybe a four or five. Um, but that's just because I, maybe I don't keep my hair out enough and Mm -hmm. I, I need to learn some more ways. And granted, my mom is a hairstylist. She's been a hairstylist all my life. 30 some odd years she's like a goat but like my mama hair always look good but i just i i don't know okay next question if you could change anything about your hair what would it be definitely i want the length and i want like i want just i really want the length i've always wanted so you would want length yeah i really wanted it to be like past my shoulders 
Okay. So then that way I can rock my ponytails and my edges and my hairline because I don't know where who in my lineage has this <laughs> this jacked up hairline where my forehead is like forward and it's like I have a W and I think I know where who I got it from. Unfortunately, I couldn't choose my parents. No, my mom has the widow's peak. So her hairline is full mm-hmm. even to this age. But me, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So my hairline in the left. Definitely. definitely. I would probably get rid of my shrinkage if I could change anything because I love my hair. And one thing about me is I don't really care. Hair doesn't have to be super long for Mm -hmm. me. All I care about is full. Y'all know I like my big hair. Um, I don't I would just love if I could wear it like a wash and go. Not even a wash and go. Just my hair stretch Mm -hmm. like even being natural, just being like can I add shrinkage too? I might, I might yeah. want to add it to my like, shrinkage is a, I don't mind a little bit of shrinkage yeah. now, but my shrinkage, the, the fade, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fade doesn't work for me. It doesn't honestly, work for me. I honestly, I would love to rock a nice wash and go. Cause if it's like, say you wash and condition your hair on a Sunday and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do this product and just go on a Monday. I would like that. You know, yeah. it can be in the nice pretty fro it could be nice like cute curls i want to be ready to just go yeah you know um i don't have that <laughs> i would i would also give me a little 4a i yeah, would give yeah, me yeah. a little just 4a a slight, yeah versus a my t- but i love the i love my 4b 4c mm-hmm. I, it's just that it's just not manageable enough for me yeah. and i have tight 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 coils Agreed. um okay do you think how you view your hair is attached to self-worth and insecurities yeah because i felt like a lot of years and i'm I'm gonna hone in on the teenage preteen years because those were very like i felt that those type of years are important you're going to middle school you're seeing different girls especially some of the more popular girls black girls have their hair in certain ways and you feel like oh i need to in order for me to attract let me say the opposite sex. I got to look like this. And if your hair ain't doing it, and especially where I was from. You, you didn't had, have a perm in middle school? I had a perm, but it wasn't perming. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was there. But, it, uh, you know, my mom's really was not following mm. up on what needed to be done. When you have a perm, you got to make sure your edges are trimmed like every six weeks. You got to make sure you got that bump and curl on yeah you weren't a doobie every week type of girl no my mom was definitely not paying for one Ah. so i'm here with a perm that looks good for like probably like two weeks and it's like okay i need to do something with it um and again the resources you know my mama was on a budget i i get you know with, with parenting and i felt like i was only doing everything i'm like listen i need to do something with this you know so um it took me a long time to kind of get past that. I'm still going through that because I'm like, oh my goodness. But then I finally just like, I'm like, listen, I'm like freaking in my mid thirties. I can't sit here and I'm throwing the hair up. And you know what the funny thing is now, especially now, I got a lot of people like, oh my goodness, your hair is so nice. I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. No, I feel but, that. But it's like, at this rate, I just I just deal with what I what I got. So you do think that hair is attached to self worth oh, and insecurity? See, I guess it. I would say that yes, it is. Mm-hmm. However, I think that just because I I'm not I don't feel the most 
at best when I have my um, natural hair doesn't mean that I hate it or mm-hmm. that I don't find self-worth. It's just like, I don't know. I like when my hair done. I like when my hair look nice, like right. the way I like it. And maybe I've been conditioned for a long time as to what nice hair is. And I have established what I consider to be nice hair. But I think, I always think I look good. You I do just look think good, I look better <laughs> when my hair is like a certain way. And um, see, I was the girl in mid. My hair was always done. Like, that's, even and that's a when, blessing. Even when my hair... Even when I, I was the girl, like in middle school, I used to wear my hair a lot in ponytails, but I always used to get flat twists in the front and then just okay. wear it in ponytails. And then in middle school, I mean, in high school, I was at the doobie shop every week or you know I was what? in my mama's chair. God bless every week. your mama. God bless auntie for knowing what needed to be done. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if I was going to use my uh, money on anything, I was going to go to a $20 doobie shop or right. a $15 doobie right. shop to get my hair done so and i had figured out my little way i used to wear my hair in the middle pinned up little spiked and then okay, the side i used okay. to wear it down i had a little nice you know nice little you. thing you so know. but in my adulthood i just you know i'm a wig girl i'm a wig girl i'm a braids girl you do it good too, i'm sure sir. when i get locked down <laughs> I, i'm gonna be a natural girl <laughs> You material good, girl you you do well um you do well i am inspired by your hair through the years and i'm like i really need to start and that's honestly uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh sir but that's honestly why i started getting the game up my wig game up because i'm like you know what if i can transform myself in a in a day or every event i could do this i just need a corn break corn roll this bad boy back and I'm a I'm a get it out material and, girl. You know I, I'm with it. So I, I actually commend. I do feel that it is important in our community, though, as women for our children, uh, boys and girls, to have a. They need their hair to be a statement, and they. I yeah. I want them to understand that mm-hmm. just because your hair is a little bit like tight or it's curls, embrace your hair. Yeah, yeah. You know because a lot of us don't get that. You know we come to this society, we go into school. Kids are mean. They will sit up here just because your hair is not combed and mm-hmm. and or it's not a certain way or it's not like straight it's not good i don't want any of our kids to grow up thinking that's what the standard our hair needs to be straight yeah, yeah. it doesn't need to be that way. and although i might feel the way i feel i'm very intentional about my girls who are in middle school when i see them with their puffs i actually love the shift in culture period because right. a lot of girls are wearing their natural hair mm-hmm. and they're wearing braids and stuff like that but i make sure i tell my kids when i see them with beautiful puffs and i love your hair right. your hair looks so good today i really like your hair because i don't want them to even be like me like mm-hmm. as i am now where it's like i have a little bit of an issue like with certain things but um yeah Okay, next question. Do you feel like people approach you differently based on how your hair looks? I definitely think so. Me too. I I, I totally think so. Me too. Um, working in the, the place that I work, it's a lot of... I mean, I have co- colored people. Oh, I should say colored people. African Americans there, but the major is my Caucasian brothers and sisters. I feel like they see the curls. Some of them... I, I guess they're a little bit like like white people are annoying when they, it comes they, to hair they have sometimes their ways but i feel like they like my hair curly opposed to it being like in braids so they like this natural style and they're like oh wow th- your hair looks really nice and i'm like 
oh, you like it? Like, Braid, meanwhile, I love my braids. I love it. I love my locks. I, I love, love your shirt. Thank you so much, sir. Thank it's you. Giving it's giving. It's giving enough. Yeah, I'm trying to like hit another. I'm trying to, to, to you know switch it up a little bit. You know, I like. Um, so I feel like with my hair being curly. When I was in New York, people loved my braids. They loved my locks. When I had it curly, some a lot of people liked it too, but like the white people like my hair curly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what's wrong with my braids though? My braids are fine. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I feel like white people just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, And I find that there are subtle ways that they don't get it. Like a lot of white people in my job don't, always recognize me even Mm -hmm. though i feel like i look like the same person it doesn't matter that my hair is different Mm -hmm. um even at my part-time job i think when i first went in there with my twist my manager a white guy was like oh so this is the new you and i was just Mm -hmm. like uh stop talking to me um Um, like, don't talk to me. And like, it, the, and then my black coworker, another guy, he was like, I like your hair. Yeah. Like, if that's what you would like to say, say that. Or if you would like to say your hair is different, say that. Say that. But yeah. don't say, so this is the new, this is how that's I think I got him done. Like, right before the new year or something and he was like oh so this is how you're going i'm just like yo like say something (laughs) positive or don't say anything at all agreed and um people in my job they're just like oh you look so like i get my hair changed and they're like are you losing weight no my (laughs) nigga i have braids in my hair like you saw me yesterday the only thing that has changed Yo, sometimes white people just bother me. Like you're, I love, I, you're, I love no, I have <laughs> braids. I have braids, or I put my wig back on. That's what yeah. you're noticing. And instead of noticing that my hair is different, you want to give me another compliment, right. maybe so you can. You are losing weight. You saw me yesterday. Yeah, like, that's a little bit wild. That that's when it's like, uh, okay, you know. But I could, you could, I could, you could definitely kind of like tell the difference. Yeah, like the way Even they approach. Guys, yeah. God, I feel like sometimes it's changing now, mm-hmm. but I feel like sometimes when you get certain hairstyles, like guys be like, she's our stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still the same girl. I just, my hair looks like this right now, but like, I just feel like some people like they'll attach certain, oh, she one of them girls. Yeah, like she got her like, hair in that match. No, this is what I have going on right, right now. Like right. I'm versatile. Black exactly. women are versatile. Amen. Like, yes, we are. I would say this. When I had my locks, and I think I mentioned this before, it was a different type of attention, especially from black men that I was getting. I will say, it was different. I don't know if it was because the time I had my locks, it just seemed like every like a lot of these these my 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 black brothers was really like on me like white on rice i'm like mm. is it that serious um i will say i had my fun <laughs> i had my i had my fun <laughs> even my most current um my most current man is <laughs> saying he likes me in locks i'm like oh oh okay i'll keep that in mind and i'm like oh i would never imagine you would like like a like a black girl in locks but i get it i totally get it probably for you that does it for you um very interesting i had a rastafarian when i used to hang out i used to be heavy i'm not gonna lie into the 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 west indian culture a couple years ago and he's seen me and he was like 
you know, you have a natural beauty that comes from you. And honestly, those words stuck with me. I'm like, oh, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. I don't know if it's locked or you're trying to make me your concubine, but you know, <laughs> thank you. Um, and it's kind of like the just the just the reaction that I get. You know, of course, when I work, went to work, I had my locks up. I had them in ponytail. I kept them back because some people be getting threatened. My my white people be getting threatened a little bit. Yeah, you know, just... it's weird. It is weird. I don't. I don't. But but black hair and the way people receive you is weird and you know what i just wish that we could do all the things that white people do with their mm-hmm. hair without being judged or called ghetto mm-hmm. you know i remember when shikari richardson the runner mm-hmm. got really popular and um we all started you know like champion championing her and it was we i think we I think a part of us as black people and just people in general found it cool that here was this girl, this young girl who had colored wigs Mm -hmm. and long nails and she was good at something that the world saw as a legit sport. Mm -hmm. And I remember Misa Hilton, Puffy's baby mother, posting, let's make let's not forget to cheer for the women we see every day right. with colored wigs exactly. and long hair. And although I'm not a colored wig girl or a long mm-hmm. nail wearer, I understood what she was trying to say because she was trying to say these women who who uh, desire to express themselves mm-hmm. in this format deserve our support and not don't deserve our judgments right we have we have decided what is professional and what is unprofessional in so many ways that um do not benefit black people the white girl who's a brunette can become a blonde tomorrow Mm -hmm. and wear a platinum wig to work (laughs) and nobody's gonna ask her anything you know why because it goes with her complexion Right, right and and if a black woman wears a platinum wig there's going to be whispers mm-hmm. maybe not so much now as before but it's like oh is that professional is yeah. that da, da, da? it's like and it's just like you know the gothic uh rocker kid can have green streaks in their hair and mm. blue streaks in their hair and they can express themselves that way but when the black young girl gets blue in her braids or pink in her braids there's it's, questions yeah. and it's like we really have to assign this grace that we give to other cultures when they're being expressive and creative mm-hmm. to ourselves as well because that is true it's not a ghetto thing so i mean sometimes y'all be a little ghetto mm-hmm. but for the most part people just people express themselves differently yeah. and we gotta let them have that as Agreed. long as you can it, it, the character matters more so than the appearance so i get it like you know but it is what it is like you yeah. can make anything work um okay that is very true Good so one, Gary. that was nice um what's the hairstyle you feel the flyest in what is your favorite lie. go-to i ain't gonna lie i i'm, I'm a classic girl in a classic a world classic all right now so i do love my braids i love my box braids okay i feel more i feel more in co- accomplished because my hair is done up i can wear it in vert different styles um 
and I, I, uh, and I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to it because it helps me feel good. Like it's like, okay, good. I got my hair in box braids. I could do anything. I could go to the gym. I could run a mile. I could do, and everything will be intact. You know, I sleep on it. Good. Just put down the edges a little bit. A couple of weeks later, I'm fine. Right. So box braids is my go-to. It's like, I feel like if I need a style that it's gonna last me for like two months or like three months, I try to stretch it mm-hmm. as far as I can. Box braids is where I go to. Okay. Um, mine is anything curly, anything big, anything split down the middle. You know, I like me a nice, I like me a nice middle part with some curves and a big, a big, like what's big, sweetie? You look very amazing. There was a certain hairstyle you had when we was, sorry to cut you off, when we was uh, living in um, the uh, bloom of a field. And the E of a O, <laughs> uh, the borderline, um, and it was your hair was like very curly, and I liked it. It suited you. I really love that, and I love the AC look. When we went for your B day a couple years ago, it was I, I hated that it. look. You looked adorable. Yeah. I still have pictures that come up on my. Uh, I'm gonna give them to you please, on your birthday. Please, I'm gonna do please, a nice, please, please. Uh, a nice. That was a uh, hard time montage. in my life. It was very beautiful. I was like, oh my goodness. It was a hard time Gary, in my life. you are so feminine. Uh, please. But thank you. Oh my you. goodness. Um, yeah, beautiful. I like me a middle part. And as of lately, I've been liking my, um, I've been liking my, my, um, Marley twist mm. that I've been rocking a lot lately. I really love that. I just need it done really neat. But I really want to try box braids. Mm-hmm. It's just that I have to prep my hair and soak it and clean it really well. But I really want to try it and see how I look um, mm-hmm. with that. Okay, so our episode is coming to a close. We just hit an hour and I'm extremely grateful. I can't believe we've been talking that much. But, you know, it's it's happy Valentine's Day, but it's really Super Bowl Sunday and we finna be in these streets, y'all. We are. So we, are. we must go soon. But before yes. we go, we have to talk about the Lover's Day. Okay. It is Lover's Day. Happy <laughs> Valentine's For Day. For those to, that are in love, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to all of you. Now, recently, like three months ago, Ari Lennox, the singer, mm-hmm. she posted this on twitter and she posted like a slew of tweets about love and romance and i'm gonna read some to you you go ahead and i've never felt more seen than when i read those tweets so one of them said damn i want to be in love never experienced it then she continued by saying two dreams in this life to be a singer and to experience true romantic love for me it's not to be a singer but a rapper to be a rapper and to experience true romantic love then she says the older i get i be like how lol i don't be satisfied long and i don't be trying to settle Mm. i guess it ain't meant for everybody all right Mm. and then she continues and this is the kicker this is is it she says i just hate that romantic love is a passion of mine i hate that i desire and i care for it i don't like that i don't like who i become when i feel i might have it Mm. and let me tell you something ari (laughs) lennox because this is my issue you know i feel like there are so many areas that we work on ourselves in but that love Mm. when that love is loving Mm. we feel like everything is all right and when that love ain't loving we feel like everything's not all right and for me 
I really, I wouldn't say I've never experienced love. I've experienced love. The loves that I have experienced are not the healthiest forms of love because I think something that I've done in my adulthood and as I transition from situations, as I discredit old situations from being an experience of love, when in fact they were, they were love. It, it was a form of love. It just wasn't a healthy love or it wasn't a, a longevity type of love mm -hmm. that I, I think sustains one mm -hmm. that one should remain in. So I do, I do often wonder at almost about to be 33 next week. I do often wonder when am I going to get the chance to experience a healthy love, like a, mm -hmm. a love that is not riddled with questions and fear and doubt and um, just smooth sailing, you mm -hmm. know, not without problems, but without doubt, without confusion, without. And, and then you start to wonder, is it you like it? Do you attract or are you the problem? Not only do you attract, but are you doing something that causes people to act in this in consistent way where one day is up next day is down one day is mm. up next day is down it's really hard for me so her post that resonates with me as we're um approaching valentine's day i know that i i don't want to say i care about valentine's day i think it's cool you know for the lovers i think it's an important holiday and i think it's an important opportunity to show somebody that you care mm -hmm. i don't feel like so much weight should be put in it but i feel like if you are with somebody if you like somebody you should use that day to show them in whatever way capable for you to show them that they care and make them feel special mm -hmm. Especially women. Women should be made to feel special on Valentine's Day. I don't think that... I think that if you choose to reciprocate that for your man in whatever way you choose to, that's beautiful. That's fine. But I do think it's a, a holiday for the ladies. And I, it's just going to be that. It got to be that. What are your thoughts on Ari Lennox's post and volun valen volunteer <laughs> Valentine's Day yes, in general? Well... um. To start, I feel like like uh, everybody should should exp to feel love some point in their life, um, not just love from uh, from their parents or or like a uh, family members, but love from someone else. I feel like love makes the world go round. In the same token, <laughs> Valentine's Day was one of these holidays that I felt like. Because I've seen so many people do this fake love stuff and I've experienced fake love, I feel like let's not make a day out of it, but it should be like if you appreciate and really care about that person, you should be expressing it however way, which way possible, 365 days. It should not take that one day. Granted, I will say I think it is a good day for women, um, even if you don't have that special someone, uh, just to self-love on yourself, like like love yourself. Uh, regardless, you should be loving yourself, but appreciate yourself more, you know, treat yourself. Um, I do feel with um, Ari Lennox's post, um, I totally 100% understand um, like exactly what she's saying, because as you get older, you know, love from your family, your folks, that you know and all that, it's not the same um, until you receive love from somebody that 
you just want to hear like sometimes you know you're you you know you're liked from a significant other somebody that really likes you because it makes you feel good we're humans we need that connection and i feel like you know you hear it every day from your folks like okay you i love you great great or every once in a while you're like okay but it's different when you get it from somebody that you really really want it from yeah and i think that's what completes us and especially like us we're young i'll say single because ain't nobody got a ring on anything so we're young and single all right you would want somebody you really care about and who you're who you like are that you're interested in to just reciprocate those feelings sometimes because us women we're emotional Mm -hmm. we just want our feelings to be to matter regardless we just want it to be observed and 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 taken like okay you like me i like you and i think you're a beautiful person so here's a flower you can pick that flower from a freaking garden like it doesn't have to be bought it just has to be known that and understood that you know we like each other right so i do think that everybody needs to experience love at least once my past experiences i'm not gonna lie to you as i get older i'm like girl that wasn't probably love that was probably infatuation probably you thought it was love Mm -hmm. but that was that toxic stuff that you just got like involved in because you you had no one else so you got lonely you got a little bit desperate you know you got into some situationships and i say this i was in situationships i was not in a relationship um and that's how it is so i do hope that between both of us and our mutual friends we do find love yeah me too um You know, I feel like a lot of times the narrative for single women on Valentine's Day and just in general all year long is self-love. Self-love is the best love. Self-love until you until you learn to love yourself. You're not going to attract the type. Listen, (laughs) listen on God word to Janae. I love me enough for the both of us. That's that's not what I'm looking for. Granted, I'm I'm not looking for self love, baby. I got it. I love me. <laughs> I practice a lot of years loving me. I I think I got it down pat. I, I I love me enough for the both of us. Like that's a good point. Like I don't really I got the self love down pat, and I don't feel like self love should. I don't feel I feel like that's the one the one shop stop response Mm -hmm. for all the single woman you know what love yourself and then true love will come (laughs) true love will come i love myself sound like a disney freaking movie you you like a like a hallmark card and and a disney movie talk about some love myself yo i love myself i'm the only person loving myself right now exactly so i got it down packed i think that it's okay to we will never be perfect we will always be at least i know i won't i'm never gonna reach a point in my life where i choose i don't care if i'm married a mother uh, uh uh with somebody i'm never going to be at a point where i say i'm not working on me no more mm. i'm not working on how to make myself feel better it's just not in my nature and i don't think in many of the people that i know it's in our nature yeah. so my self-love journey is never gonna end Definitely to isn't. to kind of imply that my self-love journey has to reach its climax in order for me to find my partner i think it's a little mean i think it's mean and i think it's um 
I think it's insensitive because I know some of the insecurest people who are in relationships mm-hmm. with with their counterparts. I know people who are in loving relationships and they still need so much work. They still have jealousy, hatred, mm. envy, and so many things in their hearts. So what is that saying to them? You know true. what I'm saying? So I just feel like, you know, your love or our love or whatever it is that we're searching for will come when it's time. Yeah. But it, I don't think it has anything to do with this pinnacle of something you reach on your personal journey. Do I think that there are some people in this world who need to be single? And do I appreciate my singledom? Absolutely. There are certain uh, things that are uh that i don't have to vouch for there are certain things i don't have to disclose Mm -hmm. i can live my life the way i want to live it um i'm free you know like i love i I, i'm finding the joy in being single but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that i cannot still yearn to be loved properly or to be in a relationship i totally agree yeah so i you know that's for anybody out there who's single and those of you that are in a relationship i really hope that you have a wonderful valentine's day and i do hope that when you wake up you love you first hello you know but i I do hope that you get a nice sentiment from the one you love men and women yes you know if it's the box for the men you gonna just take the box it's gonna maybe (laughs) maybe it'll have a different bow on it um tomorrow it, it might have a little bow on it. it might have like some nice True lace that. you know nice lace bow on True it True that you take what you can get Hello. but i do hope that you have a wonderful wonderful lover's day um happy lover's day y'all we have things to do so yes we do um we did want to i did want to stretch this episode very far um but maybe we'll resume this episode next week and i did want to talk about i wanted to talk about gay people and how yeah, I they was ready. Hold, i was ready for that conference yeah i really wanted to talk about how gay people establish gender roles in their relationship and maybe i need to have somebody gay on the show but <gasps> i don't really know any gay people Mm, I'm realizing you might need to to reach out to somebody. Yeah, somebody that's somebody that's out there. Yeah, I don't know because I often wonder like who buys the gifts, who uh, takes who out on the date, who pays for the dates. Is it is there a mutuality that exists um, in same gender relationships Mm -hmm. that doesn't? uh, Because I feel like a lot of the conversations that happen when it comes to um, heterosexual relationships are what one person is expected to do based Based on their gender and i wonder if those same discussions or issues come about in same-sex relationships that's a very good 